All right, who's introing this? Ellie. Ellie, what? okay. Intro this. No. <laughs> you got it. Somebody said, like, open up the trunk. I was like, okay. And it was unlocked, and it was just opened up. And, like, there's, like, Casey Knight, Stan, Natalie sitting there, like. of a scumbag I am? No. Okay, I'll tell you. No. <laughs> you guys do it. Alright, I think that was it. Cool. Alright, well, <laughs> first topic. <laughs> Alright, so we're How back. Are we? uh, I'm Eddie. <laughs> I'm, da I'm Danny. Okay. I'm Ellie. There we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> This is episode, I think, nine? I don't know. I Eight or nine. Um, and today, we're joined by my special guest, as you can hear, Ellie. A girl. A, <laughs> a lady. A woman. And she's going to not only tell me, but the rest of you, what being a part of the Align Nets means, what it is, the cool parts about it, because I don't know what the hell it is, but we're going to learn. Yeah, we're gonna get here that ins and outs of being a dancer because she also got to do some pretty cool opportunities working at like Walt Disney World and you worked at Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So that's there's different. <laughs> <laughs> so in dance, there's a lot of different I guess avenues you could take with it. But so there's the dance team side of it, and then there's the more there's studio company side of it. Okay. And the studio company side is more you know appealing to the arts, where more um, like college, high school middle school dance team is more about precision and competition okay so so where do you want to start with this i know we talked oh, about yeah. like maybe starting at your freshman year here at the university of illinois mm -hmm. um yeah. but i'm guessing you started dancing way before then like how long have you been doing this so my mom enrolled me in dance classes when i was like three four years old so okay. i've been i've been i grew up going to my dance studio um my whole entire life so that's I basically grew up there did you like it always from the start I or? did but I didn't really start getting into it until I was in high school like okay. so in in studio you can compete and it kind of depends on where you train at but I didn't really start getting into really training until my high school years okay yeah because I know like with my family they're like this kid's gonna be a sports kid, like an athlete. Yeah. So all throughout my younger life, they're like trying to force me to do things. And I don't know, when your parents make you do something, I've never found that I enjoyed it nearly as much. Yeah, I tried softball, <laughs> basketball, oh. soccer. <laughs> Those aren't, didn't really work out, but dance is something that my mom was like, yeah, you're doing fine in there. We'll just gotcha. keep you in there. And just kind of worked out. So in high school, cheerleader, palms, what did you do? So funny, funny thing is I actually tried out for my high school cheer team. I didn't make it. Congrats. <laughs> so, uh, so I just, I stuck with dance, but I did try cheer in middle school and I was super flexible so I could like do the kicks and jumps and stuff, but I couldn't tumble. Okay. So that kind of, you know, is a big part of cheerleading mm -hmm. and you know, that's way different from dance. And well, I'm so... familiar. I watched the documentary Cheer. Oh, okay. 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 I've seen the movie Bring It On. I go. do know a little bit. Okay. Like, hey, you know. You know. <laughs> and that's totally different from dance. So imagine that documentary, but not being able to tumble, that wouldn't really work out. So it didn't work okay. out for me. Because <laughs> I was never trained in tumbling. I just thought I could show up and be flexible and make it, and that didn't work out. Now, the word tumbling seems like it would be pretty easy. I mean, I feel like I can tumble myself, but I don't know... <laughs> What you know? What sort of what what is tumbling? Because I really don't know. Like back handsprings, back tucks. Um, yeah, so like flipping. You're yeah, flipping. Like, so this like is actually like, physically flipping. Like you're standing in one spot and then and you do then like a backflip. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't do that because I never took a gymnastics okay. class yeah. in my life. It's not like so. someone's throwing you. That's different, correct? Yeah, that's stunting. Gotcha. So yeah, that I that I could do actually, but I couldn't okay. do the floor stuff. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Very so, cool. So because of that, I didn't make the high school cheer team, but. I obviously made the high school dance team, and mm -hmm. I stuck with that all four years, and I was captain my senior year. And then I tried so, for line arts going to my freshman year. At our high school, we didn't have a dance team. We had a palms team. Is that the mm -hmm. same thing? Yes. So usually with palms teams, they only do a style of dance called palms. Okay. So that is more like, it's it's more sharper precision movements. Um, it Holding palms. Sure. <laughs> mm. But yeah, that usually palms seems more focused on that genre, where more dance teams kind of 
dabble between palm, jazz, and hip-hop. Okay. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So, how long were you in the dance team for high school? Was yeah. this, like... Yeah, all four years. All four years? Yeah, all four years. I was captain my um, senior year, and then I came in. Um, I actually was about to audition for Mizzou's dance team, um, but U of I held their audition sooner, and since oh. I made U of I's team, then I decided Was that, like, a go. big reason you decided to come here? It was the like, only reason why I decided to come here. Really? I made the team... Um, before I even toured the school, okay. anything. So the reason why I decided to go here was because um, somebody that I trained with growing up, she didn't remake the team. She was a year older than me, and she got cut. Four gotcha. people got cut going into my freshman year. So I felt like I would kind of be like dissing her in a way if I didn't stick with it on the team. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, well, I guess I'm going here now. And you know, it's like, it's so funny. We were just talking the other day, like, we, which the day she toured campus here, it was like so ugly and it was in the winter and the campus in the winter time is just so gray and concrete and everything's dead and it's disgusting. But like the day she toured Mizzou's campus was like, you said it was amazing. Like. Yeah, so I actually went to Mizzou's campus probably around 10 times because I went to all of their um, dancing workshops. And oh. their dancing it has crazy donors, and so they have like a five million dollar building, and that's where they train right outside the stadium. Okay. So that that's what kind of appealed to me about them. They weren't necessarily as technically as advanced as Alliance is, but I was like, the perks seem worth it, so <laughs> I want to check it out. Um, to compare it to music, I guess. Um, I know at least in my experience and with a lot of students I've taught that high school kids when they are in music classes they typically don't even try doing anything in college with it. Is that similar for dance? No, so usually it's interesting because, you know, usually how it works out is people train their whole life at a studio or a company. Okay. And they compete with them, and, you know, they compete in all different types of dance with that. But then, you know, they're like, oh, well, really the only thing we can do in college with dance is either dance major or dance team. Okay. So a lot of people try to curve it and go to the dance team route so if you haven't experienced high school dance team before then it's it's a really hard adjustment so okay okay yes so <laughs> you make it at u of i um how early in like i guess your senior it was your senior year i imagine mm-hmm. you auditioned so what month leading up to this uh like the deadline of application um, so I made the team in April. April? Okay. Uh-huh. And it's funny, I actually had like a, a roommate at, at Mizzou and everything. And well, yeah, because that's pretty late to make mm-hmm. a college decision. Yeah, so <laughs> I kind of had to dump her and um, the Mizzou coach actually emailed me and was like, why'd you stop coming? Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's this thing. So. <laughs> I'm completely leaving you. Yeah, so. Not to leave suddenly, but bye. Yeah, exactly. How's, uh, how's the old roommate doing then? The... Mm. <laughs> she, she, she wasn't very happy with me, but that you know, it wasn't gonna make it this all for her. <laughs> so, what's yeah. that audition process like for Alliance? Yes. So, there's two cuts. In the first round, there you have to perform a solo, and then you do a couple what we call across the floors, where you just showcase your technique and actually marching technique, which I had no idea how to do okay. until audition. So that was interesting. Yeah. I had to learn how to do eight to five <laughs> in 15 minutes and a couple of other Big Ten steps because like. The Lionettes are the dance team are actually a part of like the marching band show down here, which is I've never seen anywhere else. Very cool. Yeah, we're the only dance team that I know of that's fully immersed in the marching band. Okay, and I didn't know this originally, but to be clear, Lionettes and like the cheerleaders are very separate entities, right? Mm-hmm. So cheer is fully a part of athletics, and we're fully part of the band. Gotcha. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, they they even like march in the parade to us with with us. To you stadium. guys, to us, no, yeah, just they, they, they march with us uh, to the stadium for game days and stuff like that, and they do everything with us. It's... So, like, you guys have the same rehearsals with them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we have every rehearsal that they have, but then we also have our two-hour rehearsals. Right. <laughs> so they rehearse way more than us. Because isn't band a class for you technically? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does that count as you? You show up to a place, or is it like a class? It's a class too. Okay. Yeah. So the first day, of, so I was excited to go to band camp. I was like, oh, this is gonna be so fun. And then they're like, here's drill. And I was like, what is this? I had no, I've never yeah. seen it before. Never heard of it in my life. I was like I trying to mark off on the opposite side of the field. I was just a wreck. So like, comparatively <laughs> from high school to now being in a marching program, how, what, how drastic is that? Like, cause I'm sure you've gotten to a certain routine of, okay, I know we're going to do this in high school. It's going to uh-huh. be like this, this, this. And now you're just kind of thrown into a marching band setting, which is like, I'm sure way different lingo i'm sure you can like pick up some things but how much of a culture shock how long did it take you to get used to it oh my goodness it was i mean i had no idea what to expect because 
when they, you know, kind of um, advertised the team, they didn't really mention band as much. Okay. And so it was kind of a shock to me when I found out that the whole team is the band. Yeah. Um, because we don't compete, and most dance teams, well, every other dance team in the Big Ten competes. We're the only one that doesn't compete. That's because we're so involved with the band. Okay. And it would be impossible to try to put things together and re- extra rehearsals together while, you know, still committing to that. Yeah. So, but it, w- it was a huge difference for me. Um, there was a lot, of, a lot of band culture that I was <laughs> exposed to my freshman year that I was like, what is going on? But... It- but alignettes are pretty close with the drum line, and so that's how marching. I started to really learn about it because I had friends through that. It's really funny, you know, like being in marching band high school and like knowing the people who are in marching band and seeing what they're like. It's very funny coming to to college and seeing like these, you know, like not a stereotype, like sorority girls, like trying to figure out oh, like yeah, fitting with are. the marching band. <laughs> it's so strange. It was really weird for me to see, but. Yeah, fit right in, honestly. <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> Some of us. Either sing or swim, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, because in high school, we didn't have nothing to do with the band. Okay. I, we that's, that's never danced with the band. That's how it is everywhere, you know? We, so, would, we, would sit, we would sit in front to watch their halftime shows gotcha. right before we went on, and that was the extent of our that's involvement nice. with them. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, we supported. We had no idea what's going on, No one really. watched our stuff, ever. I mean, no, I, I feel like... I thought the cheer team would watch, but that's because they were also they were going to go on next. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like you said, you didn't know it was going to be a band thing, like at all, when you mm-hmm. came in. Did that make people want to leave? Like, did anyone make the team and then show up? Why is the rest of the marching band here and like just kind of leave? Yeah. So, um, one girl, she actually came from California. Okay. And so, not only was it a shock to her, you know, being a part of band with the team, but the weather in itself and yeah. practicing outside in the blizzards with the band. Yeah, geez Louise. She, she left second semester to go wow. back to California because she Oh, just, I left the school? Mm, she, was, she was done. <laughs> Man. Band kind of, I don't know if it was band or the weather or a combination of both, but... Winter in she Central was out. Illinois. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I was walking to class in the snow and I saw her under a tree with her bike with shorts on, flip-flops, and a sweatshirt. What's she doing? I don't know. <laughs> but she did not. Illinois was not for her. It's not for me. It's really not for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Can't blame her. It takes but. a certain type. Yeah. So um, so I had no idea what to expect coming in. But I grew to love it. And I love the shows that we performed. And um, I, I personally really like the involvement with the band. I can see why people aren't as into it because we don't get to compete. And sure. that's an opportunity every other dance team gets to do. Mm-hmm. And I do wish we could do something like that. But I also enjoy the band aspect of it. But sure. from, but that being a part of the band is also not all Alliance is. Mm-hmm. So they also have basketball season, mm-hmm. and that's they're more separate from the band. Okay. Yeah. So for basketball season, yeah, we really don't talk with the band at all, except for to meet with the director to, to know what timeouts were going on before. But mm-hmm. we are our own separate thing, pretty much during basketball season. But football season, it's pretty split. So I know, like. The band or the drumline gets to perform at like Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. They get to go on like certain trips. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Do you guys get different opportunities since it's kind of a smaller group? No. So everything that the band gets, we get. So we okay. don't get any other special opportunities mm. or extra travel. Everything they, that the band gets, we do. I mean, there's like other college teams do do some sort of stuff like that, like to compete. Okay. But, like same thing with drumline. Like we could technically be competing at percussion art society. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. So I I like to call us a performance team, and the perks with that are getting to travel. Gotcha. Like, for example, going to Ireland, I doubt we would get to do that if we weren't part of the band. Yeah. Or the bowl game, I don't know if we would have gotten to travel. Mm -hmm. So we have had a lot of really great opportunities with it. So that's why I'm personally okay with not competing, because it balances out. Yeah. And, like, the MSU game, like, the the biggest win in, you know, our football team's history, we got to be there for that. I mean, yeah, competing, like... Where to, where's, like, the the big dance for dance competitions? Like, I'm guessing it's in the United States somewhere. Like, yeah. Is it so, Florida? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, um, in col- college and high school, they go to either Daytona or Orlando. So, they, um, there's two different companies that actually I work for that you go down and compete um, okay. for nationals. But if you're... Um, in the studio and so in high school and below you would um, there's diff- a ton of different competitions that okay. you can go to yeah I would definitely take Ireland over that any day <laughs> yeah I mean for me I was fine with it so. yeah, I, it's funny I heard them they talked about the Ireland trip uh, it was the year before it was my freshman year but I wasn't in the band I heard that they spent a lot of time on a bus mm-hmm. 
traveling around, you know, and I, it was very drum corps like, and I heard okay. a lot of them had a bad time, you know. Oh yeah, kidding. guys I just didn't think like it's the bus. Funny. I just think it's funny. You guys didn't like being on a bus, but oh. we paid money to pay, be on a bus. Paid money to sleep on a bus. It, it's not God. so much that we got we had to be on a bus. It was more that we couldn't go outside and experience outside of the bus <laughs> as much as we would like to. That's true. If you're like in a different country, you want to like get off the bus at some point. Was there a lot to see in Ireland? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what else, what else did you do? So, um, well, the cool thing about Ireland, I mean, I think the, one of the best parts about the trip was the at, at night we could do whatever we wanted. Okay. So we could, Ooh. you know, go all around Dublin and go to different bars yeah. and stuff. So that was really fun. Because the drinking age is 18 there, right? Yeah. So everybody got the okay to drink, like, in uniform and go to Guinness. That's and in get uniform. Mine, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really cool. Everyone has picks like that. I'm so jealous. Mm. Yeah. It, it was really awesome. Like, going to um, the Guinness factory in Dublin. Oh, we okay. We performed an official St. Patrick's Day parade. We got to perform at a Gaelic football game in Galway. Um, we went to we in like and during one one nice thing about being on the bus is they try to make little stops at town, cute little towns, sure, and walk around and stuff. But I mean, we we only had like thirty minutes at each town. But I I would say that Dublin we got to experience a lot of, and then Galway was cool, but it was also very cold. Did you see uh, <laughs> Cliffs of Dover? Mo- mo- mower. Mo- whatever, more? Whatever. More? <laughs> Didn't you see Metallica play live? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's an awesome concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did go to the Cliffs of Moher, so that was really fun to, to see, too. Whoops. That was, like, the big touristy thing that we did. Wow. So, man, right. we went to um, Belfast, so if you're into Game of Thrones, you saw some, some of that stuff in there, yeah. I don't know. It's like The Office. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it isn't the same universe as Parks and Rec? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I know you were captain of the Alliance, correct? Yes. How many years? Just one. Just one? Mm-hmm. How different is that from, like, just being a member? I don't know how much responsibility is on you for, from that to being a captain. Mm-hmm. Like, what what does that entail? Oh, goodness. Um, so, basically, so our team doesn't have a coach. Our captains are our coaches. So, I'm actually okay. co-captain with one other girl this past year. And they, captains do everything from emails, from organizing uniforms to scheduling to being in contact with the director everything that a coach does we do so you know it's really hard sometimes to run a team mm-hmm. you know full of girls your same age <laughs> and then yeah. take classes on top of that uh-huh. it's like a full-time job it is a full-time job and there's definitely some challenges with that but i mean it was definitely worth it and you know if you love the team that's you know something that you start to do your senior mm-hmm. year so then were you i know there's committees were you a Ahead of a committee in the Alliance? Yeah, so my junior year, I was ahead of the poster committee, so oh, our team has a poster every year, and I got to set that up. Nice. And, well, talk to the people to set it up, not so much me. And that's <laughs> why you were in the middle of the poster, right? <laughs> you know, the, the hair colors work. worked out. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that the, the, they have to arrange the girls in the Alliance poster by, like, hair colors so it looks good? What does that mean? So, like, you can't have a clump of blondes together and you can't have a clump of brunettes together. That's, like, even out, like, every so other. So, it's, like, it's every other? Not yeah, like, like if you look at the poster, you you can see, like, how it's all spread out. I mean, it makes sense, but also, I don't think I would have noticed it had I not been told. <laughs> I mean, me either. I, I was given very explicit instructions from the past poster chairs. And so, that's like, is that, like, more of a tradition thing, or is that, like, have you seen versions where it's, like, the brunettes, the blondes, and, like, is it just more pleasing to the eye? The, I, I don't know. Honestly, I was just told to, to spread them out, and so I did. <laughs> and then, you know, the director gave it the okay. Like, he oversees everything yeah. that, I, that I did, so. Now, I, the drumline has a collection of these posters uh, going, <laughs> dating back to, like, 96, I think. Like, yeah. every single wow. one since 96. There's some, some year around that time, but have how long have they been doing the posters? Do you know? Oh gosh, Forever. I have no idea. <laughs> it's kind of sad because we aren't really in contact with our alumni as much as we should be. Yeah. I think, but good. Facebook's a thing, you know. I know. Drama. That's how we're in contact with our alumni. You guys Facebook. have like a whole page or whatever. No, but every two years there's a an event created and okay. we have a reunion. So I mean, to so, an extent, and we're all friends with each other on Facebook as well. So I know the drumline has a lot of traditions here, as well as with their chicken, of course. Does the Alliance have anything like that? <laughs> We, we do. Um, so we actually have a celebration of Van Camp is over party. Okay. <laughs> I, I know what it is. It's called Orange and Blue. And basically you dress up and go all out in 
colors orange and blue and just celebrate the end of band camp together and that's usually when the band all gets together and hangs out but we kind of you guys just get on out of there we're gonna do our own thing is band camp like literally like hell for you guys yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even gonna sugarcoat it definitely is like there's lots of tears um Because, so, like, our, we have memory testing just like the rest of the band, but coming in as, especially as a new member, learning drill, learning, you know, all, like, starting to learn the shows and the pregame performances, and then on top of all of our sidelines and features, this is what we do in the end zone at, at all the games, mm-hmm. it, it's very overwhelming, like, it's, it's not easy, like, so, you know, our memory testing is like, okay, perform this sideline, well, we have, like, 37 sidelines, mm-hmm. and so, and if you fail it, you have to keep doing it over and over again, so it's a lot of stress on all the members, but especially the new members, so. Yeah. Marching Illini is a lot, was a lot, is a lot for everyone, and, like, most people going into Marching Illini have had prior marching band experience for most of high school. Yeah. We have none. And, yeah, and then, you <laughs> see, combine that with having no experience it's just like i can't imagine like it's pretty rough for some members of the band actually so. yeah i know it kind of kind of sink or swim swim deal there but i mean like yeah if you can make it through that really like you can make it through four game weekends in a row honestly yeah exactly <laughs> i feel like our team's very tough and very resilient you have to be when you're doing a game in 80 mm-hmm. degree weather in those uniforms or you have to or 20 degree weather in your uniforms yeah you know? yeah we, we don't have like big burly coats so we have yeah. to s- smile and dance they have like a windbreaker <laughs> when it's like cold yeah oh, no. <laughs> like in ireland the parade was like three and a half hours long but we were outside for like seven hours Ugh. and we had no hardly any clothes on we had a dress in those boots <laughs> and that really, was it yeah so that's awful. So we have a very we have a very tough team, <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah, band camp is definitely not as enjoyable as the rest of the band. Thank you. Um, so with these memori- memorization tests, um, Danny has like an instructor for Illini. You were saying that you guys don't. So since you're captain, are you like having to test all these people? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know your stuff? Yes. What's the worst example you've got of someone like? maybe not knowing their stuff like have people just come so unprepared that it's like you had to have a chat with them so these are these are girls who have, have already made the team right and they're trying to mm-hmm. memorize the what so so we have um we have memory testing on halftime so we teach them a halftime which is like a longer it's longer dance it's about like a minute long we have a sideline that we quiz them on and then we ha- make them sing one of the school songs. There's like six school songs. <laughs> we make them sing it make to us. Sing. <laughs> yeah, that's also one of the traditions. And then there was a fifth one. Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, a fourth one. I can't remember what the fourth one was actually. Now that I think about it, but those are those are the big ones. Um, and so we have girls sometimes come in, especially the second year members. I think it's hard. Like even I came in as second year member, thinking like, oh, I I don't have to practice. I know yeah. everything. <laughs> And then you fail some, and you're like, wait, what? And you, you know, it's because we we are very particular about memory testing. Like one, you know, if like looking completely to the side versus the corner, like you would fail you for something like that. So it, it's very intense, and we've had girls fail all four components of it. So what happens in that case? Oh, you just keep testing until they get it, and then if <laughs> you don't get it, then you're pulled from the game or the performance. So sure. you don't perform. So is this like every game you have to retest? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. So we have a performance in the end zone called a feature, and that's what we do to like popular music, and we, um, or you know, girls on our, on the team choreograph, and so that we have to audition every week, and the choreographer gets to choose who is in that. Same thing with the half times, and we have um, what we call squad leaders, which we look out for at band and see who who knows their stuff and who doesn't, and if you don't know it, and if it's evident. Even if some some weeks too, it can be very nitpicky things. But if, if you're standing out, um, not pulling through and pulling your weight, then you then you're pulled from the game. And that's that's pretty similar to like drumline to mm-hmm. like last year. Not so much this year. We would have to test every week to see who was playing in halftime, who was playing in uh, hype at the end of the week, okay, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I forgot where I was going. But yeah, that's just pretty nice. similar. <laughs> I think we should restart the camera. Should we? Start the timer late. Alright. Uh, welcome back. Um, Space show. Mangy. Can I drink to that? I'll drink to that. That's about it, really. Yep. That was the show. Yeah, alright. I'll see you next week.
So somebody say something. <laughs> I got some questions. <laughs> so Ellie, Please. going back say- to. <laughs> I gotta go. Going back to like being captain and like all these responsibilities. Um, obviously, for band, we don't have nearly as many responsibilities. We're not like setting up all the programs, not setting up all this stuff. We're mostly just like in charge of a couple of people, making sure that they show up on time, wipe their butts the correct way, and like mm-hmm. just do their job. How, I guess not a pain, how much of a pain, but like, do you guys still have to do that with like people here? Like at a collegiate level, how much do you guys have to be on top of people of knowing their stuff? Oh gosh. I mean, pretty often, honestly. Okay. I mean, even my freshman year, they had to be on top of me for not you know, knowing how to do my makeup right or stuff like that. There's so, certain ways you have to do your makeup? Oh yeah. Like you, oh. when you, when you enter the team... <laughs> you get an aesthetics packet and it tells you exactly how to do your makeup because I really don't, I still really don't know that much about makeup, but the team taught me how to do my makeup, like for game day. So we call it GDR, which means game day ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So it says, okay, you got, so if it says in the email, GDR, you know, you that's the full shebang of what you have to do. Okay. So, um. It's pretty extensive. It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's like a... It's like a six-page packet. <laughs> so it, it sounds very superficial, but if you think about stage makeup and, you know, ac- accentuating certain features, it, it makes sense, especially, you know, in a huge stadium like Memorial. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really mm-hmm. see any of our features unless we have that on. So. Yeah, and, you know, being all girls, they have to accentuate the fact that they're pretty women. <laughs> so... <laughs> Man, what a doll compliment. Them. You have to doll, doll right up. Yeah, but we, um, so like, if you like come to game day with that thick eyelashes on, that's an automatic pull for next game. Really? Yeah, which is just like everybody else is held to that standard, so, you know, you just have to pull your own weight. It's not that hard, you just gotta slap it on and make sure you come ready. <laughs> you know, on the drum line, you can, you can get away if you forget your gauntlets or something, your, your sweatband or something. <laughs> it's really not that big of a deal. Somebody's got an extra one somewhere, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> no, <laughs> so like we have um, a lot of people sometimes forgetting palms or bringing the wrong palms for game day and we bring two pairs of palms each game day for that, is, that reason. That is so confusing, having multiple uniforms, multiple set of palms, it's, it's yeah, it, I, it's one a lot. uniform, you know, one, one set of drumsticks and one drum, that's hard enough for me, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it, it can get, it can get pretty confusing, so you, definitely everybody on the team has to hold a high level responsibility or, or, you know, or hopefully live close by if, if you forget something. Yeah. So I lived across the street my freshman year from oh, the nice. stadium. So I forgot something one time, but luckily I was able to go back and get it. But it, it's definitely terrifying because you want to perform and if you forget something, you know you're not going to be performing that next week. Yeah. So. Uh, also, like, going along, like, being a captain. Why are you linking fingers with your toes right now? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, I need you. something to play with. That is the most disgusting so, like, thing. So, <laughs> Continuing on, as I was saying, <laughs> being a, you have to be a, you have to be a, ca- you're, you're a captain uh, on your team. Yeah, I assume you have to be a hard ass a lot of the time, and it, I'm being a hard ass to your friends is pretty is challenging, and it comes with a lot of obstacles. So, like, how does that go for you? It's funny because I really disliked my captains my freshman year because I would get pulled all the time. Okay. Then here I am, my senior year, pulling people for the same things that I get pulled for. So it's definitely challenging because you are having to pull your friends. But luckily, you can rely on the squad leaders. There's six squad leaders on the team. They're What's the difference? Squad leader is just basically we yeah. ask them for notes on how people are doing during practice. Okay. If they know it, they come prepared, then there won't oh, be so an issue. It's basically just get more eyes. Yes. More so it, it kind of takes the power off of us a little bit. Okay. Especially during band when yeah. we can't watch the entire field. Uh-huh. Yeah. That they're a huge help I guess to it'd be similar to like subsection leaders on the drum line. Yeah. We really don't have squad leaders. Like every everybody else in the band mm-hmm. does, but we don't. So. Yeah. I think it is just subsection leaders. And those are usually upperclassmen. And mm-hmm. So that, that takes a little bit off of us, but at the end of the day, we're the ones sending the email of feedback of what they need to work on. Oh, you guys send emails? It's not even like in person? No. So we send, we, so if you're, if you're quote pulled, if you aren't performing, we send out a full team email of the list of the 24 girls of the 28 who's performing for that, for either pregame or halftime. We don't pull people from the same, like we don't double pull people. So if you're pulled from pregame, you are going to be pulled for halftime. Okay. So you get the email. Um, so we call it the pregame block. Um, so if your name is on that list, then you're going to be expecting a second email full of notes on what you need to work on. 
So that can be very irritating to read. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we try to keep it as fair as we can, but, you know, obviously there's faults in the system. (laughs) Um, But we try to, you know, put as much power in the section leaders as the, not section, the squad leaders as we can. Okay. I don't know. It gets it gets very sticky though, especially when you're telling people your own age is how it, to dance, yeah. how to march. I, like, yeah. how's like the friendship aspect of it? Do you lose friendships because of it? I would I definitely guess. say that it puts strains on friendships. I don't think you would necessarily lose friendships. I would hope it's not that superficial. No, and I think in, you know me and my co-captain, we really tried to be as fair as we can we could with it all. Um, but you know, my freshman year, it definitely wasn't fair. And I remember me and one, somebody else in my grade we got the same exact feedback email. So it just copy-paste. So we're just like, okay, yeah. we just felt like pulling us that week. So we really tried not to do that, um, you know, because that happened to us and we were really not okay with it. Yeah. Obviously. Because, <laughs> so, like, they're clearly not giving you anything, like, that you've done. They're just like, okay, this seems like some stock yeah. answers. So like, pick up your toes paste. a little bit more, which, like, that is a valid note. Sure. But when everybody else is getting that same note, it can be very irritating and you could get very mad at your captains for that mm-hmm. but that i mean you when applying for the position you know that's what you're getting yourself into you know you're going to be the most disliked one on the team when you apply for that mm-hmm. so i was just that way anyways anywhere i marched <laughs> asshole <laughs> <laughs> um so i have this there's a google form for topic oh, okay. suggestions <laughs> and there's a couple there's one that I think is uh, applicable to you. Um, it is uh, leadership, like how to be an effective leader, word for word, off the Google form. Someone needs to work on their English I mean, skills. Wasn't it effect leader? Yes, how to be a uh, effect leader. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in your eyes, like being uh, leadership in uh, the dance team or the alignettes, like. What did you see from your former captains or former squad leaders that you really wanted to emulate or things that you saw that you didn't want to do? Like, And now that you're going to be graduating soon, what is it that you want the next group of people to do? Like, What do you see to be the best working like system? I think like my goal as well as my co-captain's goal for the past year was to be a, facilita- a facilitator rather than an authoritarian. Okay. So listening to the team and what they need from you I think that's huge because our freshman year, I feel like we didn't really get that. And so the captains after that, they really tried to push for, you know, having people having more of a voice on the team. Mm-hmm. And I, especially when you're in charge of people your own age, that's crucial. Yeah. And, you know, it's very hard to do because at the end of the day, you have, you're the one making the calls, but just trying to listen to your team as much as you can, I feel like is the big overall, you know, theme okay. in order for our team to work. Um, and we tried our best with that. Obviously, we weren't perfect, but sure. we we really tried to push for that. Now, there's two captains. Was there a good cop, bad cop situation, or how did that work? Oh, I was definitely a bad cop. <laughs> definitely. Just two bad cops. I definitely was. <laughs> two dictators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like um, one good thing about me and my co-captain this past year is that our skills kind of you know complemented each other. And, you know, with me going into teaching, I feel like I wasn't necessarily afraid to voice the issues mm-hmm. as much. But then she also, she, she stepped up when she needed to for sure. And she was a great captain. But I, I feel like I am definitely less scared to kind of spill the tea, if you will, of what. <laughs> Piping. Oh, good word. Good phrase. Um, yeah. I know like one of my downfalls as a leadership person, like I'm not afraid to not be anyone's friend. I don't do that in high school. I didn't have friends. I'm the same way, yeah. Um, so it's like going to people, like, I'll be very forward with you. If you're not doing your stuff, you're not doing it. Exactly. And people can take that very personally sometimes mm-hmm. where it's just, no, these are just the facts. Mm-hmm. I love you as a person, but you just need to get and better. People do need to understand that, like, when you're in, like, rehearsal setting in for performances, like, you, you're there for a common goal, and that's to put a good show on the field. And that, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Your feelings don't really go into that. Your audience, the audience does not care about your feelings and they don't care about the rehearsal. They just care about what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. So like, just have a, like, you know, I think that's where it gets faulty on our team because our motivation does start to slack. The, the, the mid season slump is so real for us because we don't compete and band is our priority. It's very hard to keep that motivation up, especially yeah. in the early season, that's because that's not what we trained to do. We weren't trained to be in a marching band. 
we were we, we trained to compete and you know put on a performance really on an actual stage it really isn't what you're signing up for <laughs> no it wasn't it, it's not at all um but you learn to love it really a good thing that it's only half as or most of a first semester you know yeah not definitely your thing i think basketball season makes up for it because it's way more dance oriented yeah than basketball season you guys get a lot of basketball season like they get full features like on halftime and stuff really, really cool mm-hmm. yeah um so you've said some of your friends that did a lineettes go on to do like cheerleading stuff like at level bulls mm-hmm. that i happen to work with that mm-hmm. i've I wouldn't recognize they're much more professional, and I wouldn't dare mess with them or their <laughs> rehearsal time. Um, how many people go on from Alliance like go do more dance stuff? Is it like a good majority, or do they just kind of get their degree and go do what they want to do? So we have a couple of dance majors okay. on the team every year, um, and they try to audition for companies in Chicago or LA and New York. And we have had some girls like do really well with that. But definitely Lovables, I think, is the go-to after Alliance, especially since majority of our team is from Chicago. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, the big goal for a lot of girls on the team. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know what Lovables was when I was entering the team <laughs> because I'm not from Chicago. Um, but I think that's definitely a big goal. For Are we getting a, a Snapchat in here? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. I guess we're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time we have a feature with the Lovables, I'll just walk in. All right. Who knows Ellie? What up? <laughs> Ellie Fister. <laughs> well, you know, did, did you watch Lovable's performance during the All-Star Games? No, I was busy either standing in for seven hours and not drumming or not knowing where I was supposed to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, what was their performance? Was it... Um, well, I only watched part of it, to be honest. But the girl in in the white outfit, while everybody else was dressed in a black outfit, and she was kind of like the star of it, she was on the team when I was on the team. Gotcha. So... Okay. Was, I, as a reference cool. for lovables. You know, I I hear that like being on lovables. I don't know what you hear about it, but like I hear it's like another full time job. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. crazy how much they Definitely. they work. They all need to re audition for every show. Mm-hmm. Wow. A lot it, of them it's, don't it's, make it's it. It's structured very similar to how Alliance is structured mm-hmm. because we have returning members not make it every single year. Uh, yeah. We do a lot of collaborations with them because we figured out oh we're both pretty friendly groups mm-hmm. of Stampede and Lovables, so we try collabing at least once or twice a year. There was a halftime show where we did that. We had a five-hour rehearsal with them. We pack up all our drums. They had another three-hour rehearsal after us. Oh, and yeah. it was like already 10 at night. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. these guys go hard as hell. Yeah. They're no joke. That's one thing about dance I think that kind of mirrors, you know, marching band a lot is there's a very high level of discipline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the co- coaches, especially Lovable's coach, she, she won't. Yeah. She's very relentless. After like, and which is great. This is what you guys did. Like, oh, I'm getting stressed out. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what dance is, though. I mean, you, you learn that from the time you're five years old, so it's not it's nothing really new. Are, are, you, are you ready for a beer? Okay, I'll grab you a beer. You you interview her. Hey, I don't have the questions though. You go. But like, so I mean, being on the being on the low being on the lovables is that something like that you would want to do or like another professional basketball team? I know. She, you are, you're, I mean, you're trying to be a teacher right now. You're a student teacher currently. Yes. And, and that's like, you're going to be your job in like the next year. But like, would being on a professional basketball or like maybe football team be something you could see yourself doing in the future? It, I mean, when, if you asked me that question in high school, I would say yes. But now so, so much more so no, because I mean, they work so hard and they get paid nothing. So, um, you know, yeah. me already being a teacher, I, I couldn't dedicate that kind of time so yeah. i personally i don't think that it's very realistic for me and plus since i do, am not from chicago yeah. i'm not just gonna move <laughs> up there you, to be yeah. to try to be a lovable you know yeah. so but it, it's fun to cheer on my friends who do get to have those opportunities for me i, I definitely want to be on the bulls like not really because it's like a job can you stop interlocking your toes i can't my feet are cold and i'm trying to warm them up anyways <laughs> i have poor circulation thanks for asking <laughs> but um, yeah, like, I, I don't really see being on the, the Bulls drum line as, like, a job and, like, as a source of income as much as it is, as much, I, it's, for me, it's more of something that I, I want to do. It's, like, something I kind of want to experience. I mean, I'm also a basketball fan, mm-hmm. and I like drumming, so, like, why not combine the two? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, especially, like you said, with Lovables, it's, like, it's so much more than yeah. what the Stampede does. Oh, for sure. It's, it's really not comparable in that, in mm-hmm. that sense, like... 
two full-time jobs is unreal. <laughs> and, and I think that's why people on a line that's get so frustrated because we don't get a scholarship or anything. You know, we're a part of the band. Okay. And yeah. band doesn't get scholarships, so therefore we don't either. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, and, and other dance teams, like my friend at Texas Tech, like she gets all of her books paid for. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's there's a ton of different <laughs> dance programs that they do provide that. Wow. So I think it's, it's very frustrating for us to have all these friends on these other dance teams to receive those kind of benefits, and we don't. And I think... Um, you know, that's kind of, it kind of goes back to us being very disciplined and, you know, we really love what we do. Alliance is definitely, it's not for everyone. I mean, you wouldn't go through all the things you have to go through if you didn't love it, you know? Yeah. You put yeah, up definitely. with a lot of BS. We mostly do it for the people, kind of same with you guys and, yeah. and marching. Sure, yeah. <laughs> wholesome. Uh, that's great. Now this next portion, I can cut out if you'd like. Something I find interesting. David Dobrik, you have a weird connection <laughs> to him. Okay, I don't have a connection to him, but I have friends that have connections to him. So in You my, know David Dobrik more than I know David Dobrik. I do not know David Dobrik at all, for the record. <laughs> Listen, I'm the one who jumped on the back of David Dobrik's car. We can talk about that in a second, actually. Oh, fuck! That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, a couple, so I'm in a sorority on campus, and some of my sorority sisters, they are from Chicago, and they have connections to him. But one time my friend was at a bar and David Dobrik was there and took a liking to her and she kind of put him off, kind of rejected him and that made him like her even more. And so now he's been trying to come back on campus to hang out with her. (laughs) You heard it here first. David Dobrik's on the next podcast. (laughs) 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 Bore me out. (laughs) But yeah, so... so I think that's kind of stuff's wild. Yeah, he he definitely took a liking to her, but I think mostly because... (sighs) He probably could get anybody he wants randomly at a bar. And yeah. then the one girl who was like, nope, <laughs> bye. And then, you know, he kind of jumped on that. It's so funny to hear the rumors that, like, oh, he and Natalie are a thing. But, like, when in reality, like, you actually know the people who know him. Yeah. So, like, didn't your friend or something go to high school with them? Or, mm-hmm. like, they know Natalie super well? Yeah. So my, my captain, my sophomore year, she's really close with Natalie. Really? Uh-huh. Follow each other on Instagram and everything. I've checked. Wow, that's close. Like, it yeah. feels like I'm talking about a celebrity, or celebrity right now, even though yeah. they're just, like, they're people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but then my my one of my best friends, she went to high school with him at the same time. She went to Vernon Hills. So, she, it's funny. She, she said he was very irrelevant <coughs> in high school. So, kind of ironic now. <laughs> so, you were saying? What? The car. Oh, yeah. So, David Dobrik uh, came to campus. What, what was that this year? That, that, was, this that year. was this year. Yeah, yeah. And I, I hadn't really started watching him. I just showed you him like two weeks prior. I'm yeah, pretty sure. like I did, and I didn't start watching the videos for myself until I really heard he was coming to campus, and I recognized his name on the signs from you showing me his videos. So I was like, I, I'm not gonna go to his event because the day of, like, it was like 9 a.m. I had a class. There were like a ton of people already lining up for the event, and it wasn't until that evening. Oh wow. Yeah, and like, yeah, there were a few people in the morning, and then I can't. I walked through the quad again later in the day, uh, closer to the show, and the line was like literally the entire length of the quad past Follinger, and it was like to the south quad of just like a straight line of people mm-hmm. trying to get into the show and to see David Dobrik, and the entire inside of the Union, which is a fairly large building on the first floor, was packed mm-hmm. with people just really? sitting waiting for the show, and I was like, I won't go to that. Because, well, I think it was free, but I also just didn't want to deal with the crowds. But I, I tried to see him because he was doing uh, promotional stuff with Bumble. Like, he, they had the Bumble Mobile. I forget mm-hmm. what it was. Bumble Mobile. We, we actually gave him an Alliance poster and he asked to be on it next year. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the podcast. I'm yeah. just yeah. saying. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, was, I was at that thing. He was, like, standing on top of the, the Bumble thing. He was, like, yelling through a microphone or a loudspeaker to people. And that's, like... I, it's actually in one of his uh, vlogs. Uh, can't see me though. But I at that at that moment I got a high five from Casey Neistat. Okay. Pretty, that's the probably the richest person I've touched. <laughs> <laughs> so I still haven't washed my hands since. And uh, yeah, so that that was that. I went about my day, and then I came back later, and I, I thought I could catch him as I was leaving because I was leaving an exam, and it was like eleven o'clock at night, and I was he was like his show was wrapping up, and because I saw people waiting for him to leave outside the union. To go uh, to them, my friend's house. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, he, he, they were waiting for him to go to cams. That's where they were following him. He was going to go to cams afterwards. Uh, and they, they were this whole big thing that he was going to buy cams so they didn't have to tear it down. Like, save cams. Really? Like, that's what they were chanting in the vlog. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but he didn't. They still tore it down. <laughs> hey, you can buy a brick for one hundred and fifty dollars, mm-hmm. though. Really? Real thing. I'm in. You hey, see that nice box. See that Bud Light sign over yonder? Yeah. Got that for free from Cams. Ooh. Yo, five finger discount. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I I was able to catch him as he was leaving, and I, and I waited around for a little bit after my exam, and I, and I got was like closest to where they were exiting, like the door they were coming out of the building, and I was able to like. It's creepy to say, but, like, I was able to touch a few of them. <laughs> and, and, uh, but then I, they got in their cars, and then, I don't know, for some, somehow I ended up behind, directly behind, uh, the car that Casey Neistat and Natalie were in. I, I, we were just toying around behind it, and I, I opened up the trunk. Because they left it unlocked for another Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, it was unlocked. I mean, somebody, somebody said, like, open up the trunk. I was like, okay, and it was unlocked, and it was just opened up. And, like, there's, like, Casey Neistat and Natalie sitting there, like, looking behind, like, <laughs> freaking out because, like, they think we're going to take their bags or something. So Casey's just, like, manhandling all the bags. He's just, like, taking them all, like, so we don't take them, but, like... Which, to be fair... To be fair, I do understand, but that was not any of our intention, and we were just, like, everyone was just, like, trying to give him things a sign, or just, like, I was just taking a Snapchat, you know? Uh, but eventually, after about 20 seconds, a security guard man pushed us all out of the way and closed the tailgate, and then locked the, the locked the car. Yeah. Rightfully so. It didn't <laughs> stop me. As they were pulling away, I hopped on the tailgate of the car, and then, uh, Casey Neistat poked his head through the roof, and was, like, vlogging... He has never posted that footage, but... He's saving it for a rainy day. He is. Once this gets popular... <laughs> yeah. He saw it but first. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I hop on the back of their car, and you can literally hear uh, David Dobrik's... Uh, he got up in the front seat, and on uh, one of his Instagram stories, you can hear him say, Is somebody on the car? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That was me. That's, it's my recognition. He's going to be on the podcast next week. I'm we'll just get him. We'll get him. I'll, I'll, give him. I'll give him a call. Appreciate it, man. Right hey, man. Him. It's Car Guy. Yeah, and then I, somehow I also ended up with uh, Jonah's insomnia cookies that he had. What? Yeah, jo- Jonah was like walked out carrying insomnia cookies I saw, and then like after I hopped off the car, some guy came up to me and was like, "Hey, do you want Jonah's insomnia cookies?" And I said, "Okay, okay." I never heard that part before. Yeah, no. really good. Did he have <laughs> no, a good they, taste? They were like old, like stale. They were like I don't know what he was eating. They were, it was they came in a bag. It was like small ones. Okay. And they were like I bet he was munching on them all day. But yeah. <laughs> uh, can you hit the, no. the happy top? Yeah. Get a list of famous people we can get on here. So David famous Dobrik. People, famous people we have a connection to. Uh, Natalie's going to be on. Casey Neistat. <laughs> yeah, Casey Neistat touched me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've heard you had more run-ins with famous people. Much more than <laughs> you, you know, your we family have. is like family friends with uh, Ario Speedwagon's parents. You know who Ario Speedwagon is? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, like mm-hmm. the, the parents? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I mean... Yeah, I'm not going to pretend like I know much about REO Speedwagon, but the main guy's dad is from where I live, and we go to the same chiropractor. <laughs> Small town. Yeah, so I was talking to this old guy in the waiting room, and we got talking, and he was like, oh, my son is in a band. And yeah, they're growing. They're going to be And so I'm thinking, like, oh, do they perform at, like, local bars? Like, I'm just trying to make conversation. Yeah. Come to find out, he shows me a video of his son <laughs> playing live. And it's I'm like, like a professionally taken concert <laughs> video. <laughs> this just in, Ario Speedwagon is going to make the new theme song for the podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. Me and Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. Are gonna be, it's going to be me featuring Ario Speedwagon. That's the only connection I have to them, though. So, are they a guy or a band? It's a, is it, it's it's a, a man. Is it a man? It's the name of a man, I thought. Yeah, it's... The, the, his name is Rio? His name is Ario Speedwagon. His name is Mr. Speedwagon. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't know. I, I didn't really ask the, the, for his name. I think Speedwagon is the name of the band. Come to think of it. I really don't know. I have no clue. Oh, God. I don't, I don't know boomers listening to this. Yeah. No. All I'm hearing is you're the plug for all these uh, famous people on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. All I'm hearing is... Yeah, you block me. I like the dollar signs for eyes. I just think it's crazy that... uh. I don't know, you have much more personal interactions with much more famous people than I will in my lifetime. Yeah, and it's funny because you say how the people from Chicago always have connections, but here you are, and you have more from connections nowhere. than the both of us combined. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's connections, I think it's just strange events that happen to me. <laughs> Who's the most famous person you've met? Met? I mean, probably Casey Neistat. If pure, I mean, face recognition, probably Casey Neistat, David Dobrik. Okay. What's the most famous hand you've shaken? Um, 
Uh, I've uh, you know Hardcore Pawn for that guy. Oh yeah, I mean, he, he's probably the only like real celebrity I've met. Met. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, another kind of brush I had with celebrity. I got my hair cut by the same guy as Al Capone. <laughs> he was like ninety years old. I just yeah, say the exactly. guy's still alive. No, not not not. I was like really young when I got my hair cut. How... Like, one of my first haircuts. His hands must have hurt, man. If you're still cutting hair, hair. that long. Arthritis. Arthritis. Yeah, but that is a fact. Okay. My dad likes to tell me that. Because you probably don't remember actually doing it. I don't remember it. it happening at all, but it's a fact. I think it happened. How was Tom? How's he doing? My dad or my brother? Sure. Good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. All right. Uh, the time that you've spent instructing and what are the ups and downs? What the ups and downs of that are? Oh. Ellie, do you teach? Like, How do you teach those? dance? And then I know you're trying to become a... Or are you already a teacher? I don't know what you yeah. are. Who are you? What are you? I don't know what I am either right now in regards to elementary education, but I have been a part of um, this company called NDA. It's through varsity. So, like, the company that makes, like, all the football pads. And I don't know. If you look, like, in any jersey, you'll probably find a varsity tag. I work for that company. There's a branch. <laughs> okay, besides that one. <laughs> um, through It's called NDA. It's called the National Dance Alliance. And... They are a summer camp company. Okay, stop checking. <laughs> and it, it's um, a summer camp company, so I'm a traveling dance instructor in the summer. So I coach different college and high school um, dance teams. Is that why you got to go to Walt Disney World? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... What? Oh. That's the timer? Uh-oh. So some of this might have not had video. Sorry, people trying to watch this. I guess that April camp would have been on the same weekend a year... You know what I'm saying? And we're back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, the camera ran out of footage time. You know what I'm saying, though? <laughs> we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this when you're older. So Walt Disney World. <laughs> what? You got... Uh, Who's messaging me? Hey, what did you say for number three on the... Are you cheating here? Are you cheating here? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me just respond to this. What are you cheating? Oh, on responding? the lab. I don't know. Those are, uh... Eh, I'm cutting this all out anyways. No, you're not. This is gold. <laughs> so all Disney World. <laughs> um, so... Better not cut that out. <laughs> you were traveling with, uh, you were doing this travel teaching thing. You're saying this led to Walt Disney World or Disneyland, one of the two? Yeah, Disney World. So, basically what I do in the summers... <laughs> Is, is I teach high school dance teams and I coach them and judge. So, like, dance competitions, like, they would call me out to judge. So, um, my I was in good standing with my boss, so she actually gave me the opportunity to fly out. The, the company flew me out to Disney, and I got to teach a, um, a Disney parade with 750 dancers. So, that was pretty cool. I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, like a yeah, lot of kids. And I've never been to Disney World before either. And mm-hmm. you know what else is funny? She had never seen Toy Story. And she <laughs> no, went on Slinky's ride and went to Toy Story. How dare you? <laughs> Disrespectful. Hey, I had a good time in Toy Story World. Well, I bet. I bet. Well, I I'm sure. But, I mean, you didn't weren't able to appreciate it fully, I mean. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So, um, we basically just taught a parade and we got... Like some buddy teams, and so basically you had to be invited to go to Disney World. Not me, but the campers or the I don't know the dancers. So it's the so at each camp we nominate the top dancers um, to go to different very special events, and so those dancers qualify based off of their leadership and technique to go to that. Okay. So it was like a really big thing. So usually it's the officers of the team or the captains of the team that get to go. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to teach them and really get to know some people from. All over the country, it's fun. So back to Toy Story Land. You go around. <laughs> what are you making? Like, what does everything mean to you at that point? Oh, like I recognize it, obviously. I feel like you can understand the premise. No, sure, yeah, yeah. but it was fun. I mean, like when you walk up, there's a big Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Thing. I mean, you've seen you've seen things about Toy Story. Yeah. It's not all new to you. No, it's you not like I've never, never seen, seen it before. Okay, that is fair. But what else did you do in Disneyland or Disney World? Didn't didn't you? Um, didn't something happen on Magic Mountain? Did you get stuck? Oh, yeah. So the first <laughs> no. time I, I ever did... I thought it was Space Mountain. Or was it Mountain I don't know. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Mr. Mountain. Get him on the podcast. 
Yeah, so it was my first time on, and then all of a sudden, okay, it's already dark in there, so I didn't, I thought it was a part of the ride. It <laughs> <laughs> was a long ride. Yeah, and so I, we were moving. It's so dark. <laughs> and it was really dark. And then the lights came on, and they had to, the engineers had to go in and try to fix something. Were they, were they like, did they like come and rescue you, or did they turn it back on? Yeah, we, like, we were like, we were like in the ride, and they had to like bring ladders and stuff out. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, but we got a free ride. We got to go again, so they fixed it. Like immediately? Or yeah, like, immediately. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. You weren't scared that it was going to break down again? No. How was it like, the second time? It mind. <laughs> what was it like the second time? A little better? Oh, it was great. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah much more what I expected than, <laughs> than sitting there. Yeah, it was way the shorter. I was like, there's a lot of stars in here. <laughs> Eddie, have you ever been to Disney World? Yes. Yes, I have. Really? Yes. How old were you? This past winter. Oh, with your girlfriend? Yeah, no. Oh, the one with her family. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is there what, any what did you do? What do, you, what do you mean what I do? I went. What'd you do there? <laughs> did, you, did you go on rides? Yeah. Cause, well, because I went, but I was a child, and I went on Tower of Terror, if you know what that is. I can't do free-falling things. Tower of Terror? You know? Mm-hmm. I pissed my pants. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wearing like this uh, bright orange jumpsuit sh- suit that had <clears throat> this Nemo on it. Excuse me. And, and yeah, my, my pants were bright orange basketball shorts. I walked out of Tower of Terror with a brown orange spot in the oh, middle of my pants. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, no, we did a lot. I selfishly wanted to do a lot of Star Wars things, because... Selfish. Big fan. That was cool. Yes. Never seen Star Wars, though, either. <laughs> I just I like, Ellie's you... last appearance on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving like... up on the David Dobrik idea right now. I think we're just going to close the whole thing down. <laughs> This will be the last episode. Um, like, those white guys are pretty cool walking around. <laughs> Funny enough, the one time I went to Toy Story Land, we went there at night, and it was me, my girlfriend, and her nephew, who's uh, three at the time, and we're chilling. All of a sudden, my girlfriend goes to go get her family to bring them over, and it's me and this kid. And we're chilling, we're hanging out, I'm entertaining him, and then all of a sudden he's like, I want to go find Vivi. I'm like, okay, go, go run. He runs. Falls and skids his knee and starts crying. I'm like, oh, come on. She was gone for five minutes. You're going to get mad at me. So I pick him up and I start like, I start cheering him up or whatever because I can make him laugh. And then he starts forgetting about the pain. And then he sees his family and remembers, oh, nice. I was in pain. Now I can get more attention and starts crying all over. And I'm like, I give me like five more minutes. I would have had this. I would have had it so much under control. And then it started downpouring. So he didn't get to go on the slinky dog ride. And my day was ruined. And that ruined. was the best ride, I must say. <laughs> but no, it was funny. That was my only experience in Toy Story Land. Seems like you don't have... I haven't heard the best standing with there. children. No. Man, Eddie, under Eddie, the age of 10. Eddie hates standing on children under the age of 10. They're, yeah, that is comfy. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give you that right height to get things on the top shelf. You know, my experience in Disney World uh, was tragic. Was it? Mm-hmm. I, I experienced loss and heartbreak and humiliation. <laughs> All at the same time. All at the same time. You know, there, you know, there's those fountains where the water beams are jumping from like lily pad to lily pad. Yeah. Yeah, I stood up on a ledge and got hit in the on the no no square with one of those water beams. But that was on purpose. <laughs> no matter, it did hurt and I had to get laughed at. And who laughed at you? Strangers. Okay. <laughs> and um, more this hits close to home. I dropped my ice cream. Uh oh. Yeah. And. How long did we wait for this ice cream? My entire life. <laughs> Up and to that point. <laughs> I, I was five or six. My short life, I, you know, I'd been begging, I begged my parents for a lot of things in the grocery store, and they would always tell me no. I asked them for a Mickey Mouse ice cream in Disney World, and they finally said yes to something, and you know what? Hon- quite honestly, Made my, my whole life was made and not two bites into it. I don't even think I got a single bite into it. I, I licked it a few times. It fell off the stick because it's so fucking hot in Florida and humid. It fell off the stick right in front and, and on the ground. And, and, and I started bawling my eyes out. Not a minute it was on the ground and some man swept it up off the ground and took it away and threw it away. So I'm imagining like you're five inches away from it just looking at it. This yeah, guy comes up and just sweeps it? Literally. And my family's <laughs> watching it happen. And, like laughing at me, bawling my eyes out because that ice cream <laughs> fell on the ground. They took my, a picture. My, they did take a picture. <laughs> it hurts. It really does hurt. It so if we get permission for the video viewers, the picture will be right here. I have it. So God it's probably it. gonna be right here. <laughs> no. 
Send your condolences to uh, Danny Canning via Instagram at It's Uncanning. That cuts deep. This cuts deep. I, this brings back some trauma. <laughs> when do you think you're going to get over it? I don't know. Never. I would like to move on. When do you want to talk to the therapist about it? Been there. Is that like <laughs> step one? Like, what are you here for? Doc. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> Where do I start? Ice cream. Mickey Mouse, I got like, I got a nibble off the ear, I think. I can't go past the freezer section in the grocery store without crying. It did, and I don't get it because the stick was large. The stick was like an inch wide, and it's like a good stick. That's a thick stick right there. Yeah, you know, and the the ice cream, you know, Disney doesn't skimp. No. Mm -hmm. They're overpriced, but they don't skimp. Exactly. (laughs) Their ice cream, I would assume, is of the higher quality in... To have it just fall off the stick in, I would say, 85, 90 degree weather, high humidity maybe. It's pretty borderline. It's you know, it's offensive <laughs> to the consumer. You would have eaten it off the ground too. Had I thought about it, but I was young. <laughs> now? You're damn right I died for it. <laughs> I would have caught that before it hit the ground. You know it. I would have tackled the guy and swept it up. <laughs> um, going back to Florida, you want to hear how much of a scumbag I am? No. Okay, I'll tell you. Um, so, my girlfriend's family lovingly took me to Florida with them. Um, they let me just stay with them. We were having a grand old time. Well, months prior, I got my tickets to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, for midnight. And all of a sudden, she's like, hey, we're planning on going on a trip. Would you want to come with us? Of course. Why would I say no? And then I look at the date. Oh, Viv, this lines up with my plans. Oh, what? What's going on that week? I gotta see Star Wars at midnight on this day. <laughs> Are you gonna say no to seeing this vacation or coming to this vacation to see Star Wars? I need time to think. <laughs> to which I do go with them, but then I realize there's like a movie theater a mile away from our Airbnb. <laughs> to which I buy tickets like the night of, tell them, hey, I'm gonna go out with an Uber and come back during the night. I'll see you guys later. And they were all asleep, they knew what I was doing, and then I came back. I go to bed, I wake up with like the rest of them, like, oh, you didn't end up going because you're up. No, I went. <laughs> was it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you got to have your cake and you ate it too. You're damn right. And that, and if you had, if you'd said no to see the movie on the original planned date, you wouldn't have got the trip to Florida. Exactly. You are the smartest man I know. It's the end <laughs> of a 40 year saga. I had to do it. <laughs> and Viv's like, why don't you just sell the ticket you already have over in Illinois? Well, no. I want there to be an empty seat for my viewing purpose. I want people to know that that was my seat. Yeah, I'm not selling my ticket. Damn right. So I had two tickets to see one movie and only saw it once that night. So that's how much of a scumbag I am. But it was still opening night? Yes, it was still midnight. Are you kidding me? Yeah! (laughs) I wanted to see it opening night! Was it crowded? No, not in Florida. In really? uh, Illinois. In New Lenox it was, yeah. I figured it would have been in Illinois, but mm-hmm. that's surprising that... No, Florida? Not Star Wars fans in Florida? There was just a bunch of room next to me. Everybody's at Star Wars World. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> but, okay. How long have you been to Disneyland? I have not. California. Let me just tell you. Oh, oh man, you're going to flex on us. Yeah, pretty much the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> Castle's smaller, though, right? Yep. Wait, Wait, whose castle is it? Is that... Cinderella's. I thought it was Sleeping Beauties. I thought it was California. Sleeping Beauties. And then Cinderella's. For real? Though. It's different castles at every park. Yeah. I didn't know that. In Tokyo, it's someone else's castle. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, every Oh, park. I didn't know that. And what since you know? California was first, they didn't know how to really play with the forced perspective. Once they did it in Florida, like, okay, this is going to look way bigger from far away. That's why Cinderella's castle looks huge. Yeah. Dude, so that is one of the coolest things. Same thing in Universal with Hogwarts is it's mm-hmm. forced perspective where it's really not that big when you go up close, but, like... You take a picture from a, um, from a little far away, it looks lifelike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. God, so humans are so smart. We are so blessed to have people like you, Eddie Gomez. Had butterbeer? Yeah. I, very good. Butterbeer is very good. They also had some sort of like dragon, whatever drink. Yeah. I only got it because I was alcoholic. Very good. <laughs> had a duff. Very good. Yeah, and this is all on Diagon Alley. I was just, yes. I was just telling Ellie about this the other night. And did you get a wand? Or did, did I did not. We only did. stopped by there because Viv wanted the butterbeer, and I... Yeah. We were getting a drink, so yeah. I'll just get something alcoholic. Yeah. But it, it, it's so cool that the, like the wand thing they do around Diagon Alley, where like mm-hmm. you can like control parts of the scenery. Oh, I'd so buy a wand. See, we I, didn't get to go to that. Wow. We just we got a hopper pass, a free hopper pass, all the 
parks when we went, but we didn't get to go to yeah. Universal. Yeah. Which I really want to go see. It was pretty cool. World. Mm-hmm. Rip. Yeah. I mean, I remember Disney World, like, I remember a lot because, did you guys ever get to go to Epcot, that part? Yes, yeah, so you walked all of Epcot, and I got a German beer. Yeah, all that entire, did you walk around the world? Yes. Whatever it's called? It was very cool. Yeah. I wish we could have spent more time at Colonial America, but I was the only one interested, so I wasn't about to stop the party. <laughs> I was the only uh, history buff at that uh, meeting. Colonial America? Hey, I would have loved that, too. I love history. Yeah, you know, in I, Epcot. Yeah, but you can go to China or Japan. We went! In Italy! We were, it was like the end of our thing, and I didn't want to stop us to like go see something that only I wanted to or see, because I already did that whole Star Wars yeah, bullshit yeah. with it <laughs> that night. <laughs> I can't push my luck that much. I didn't even, I thought of that plan like four hours before I did it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go get a nap in before I go to the movies tonight. And just passed out. I think that's about it, right? That's all I got, man. Ellie, do you want to talk about something? You got questions for Danny or me? Yeah, you got something oh, in mind? don't put me on the spot like that. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of anything. I mean, we still have tomorrow to film and record. Maybe. Let's, let's save our questions for another time. Okay. All right, Danny. Take us out. Bye.